0: Hello, my wonderful family. Here we are once again on this beautiful Thursday night, and I hope that y'all are ready. Tonight, I'm just being obedient. Like, I planned on having this be the finale. I was like, the Try Me series is done. We are landing the aircraft, but in study time, the Holy Spirit was like, nah, I'm I'm, I'm guiding this ship. So I I have something else I need you to deliver. So I believe that this word is going to be specially good for you because I'm a man who's being obedient on tonight. Thank you so much for joining us. If this is your first time and now this is your 20th time, it just makes sense, right, 2020? If this is your 20th time checking out the Try Me series, let us know. Drop a comment in the room. Let us know where you're from in the world. Literally, people are from all over, from Indonesia, from South America, South Africa, Bangladesh, Indo- like just all over. And I'm just thankful that God is allowing this message to be international and touch your life. So um, as usual, take a screenshot, tag us so we can know where you are in the world, and I'm ready to get to work. Are y'all Ready? So let's do this. Luke chapter 10. Luke chapter 10 verses 38 through 42. Luke chapter 10 verses 38 through 42. It says, as Jesus and his disciples were on their way, he came to a village where a woman named Martha opened her home to him. She had a sister called Mary, who sat at the Lord's feet listening to what he said. But Martha was distracted by all the preparations that had to be made. She came to him and asked, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to do the work by myself. You know they had a good relationship. She just wrote up, like, Lord, I need you to do something, bro. <laughs> Don't you care that my sister has left me to do all of this? And look how the master responds. He says, Martha, Martha, the Lord answered, you are worried and upset about many things. I want you to just see how the Lord just screened her right there. He said, Martha, Martha, you are worried and upset about many things, but only one thing is needed. Mary has chosen what is better, and it will not be taken away from her. A clause of concern, a verse of importance, and where we're gonna make camp and unpack takes residence in verse 40. But Martha was distracted by all the preparations that had to be made. She came to him. And ask, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to do the work by myself? Tell her to help me. God, you're awesome. We're thankful for this opportunity to be able to feast and dissect your word, oh God. And I thank you that this message will touch the hearts of your people. I just want to be obedient. I want to be a vessel. Make me invisible so that you can be seen as visible. And like my consistent request, God, I ask that you use me to be your PA system, your spokesman on tonight, to touch the hearts of your people. In Jesus' name, amen. Martha. Martha was distracted by making all the preparations for the Lord. And I just feel it's necessary for part 20 of this Try Me series. I would like to speak around this thought from this subject for the time that we have together on tonight. I've been so distracted. (laughs) Has anybody ever been there? I've been so distracted. Just distracted. Have you ever been so distracted where it's taking your sleep? And I'm talking about you tossing and turning because your distracted mindset, it's like you have mental clutter and the enemy has you engaged in mental aerobics. Have you ever been so distracted where you begin to think of scenarios? (laughs) I'm talking about have you ever been so distracted to where you have created scenarios in your head and you got mad? I'm talking about think yourself angry. It ain't never gonna happen. You don't know if it's gonna happen, but you're just so distracted by the what ifs and the scenarios and the possibilities and because of what happened this time and what if this happens and what if that happens and what if this doesn't work and what if that doesn't work and what if this goes south and what if that goes south and you're so distracted before you know it. Dee dee dee, dee dee dee, dee dee dee, dee dee dee. I'm talking about no sleep, tossing and turning. Mental aerobics because you are just so distracted in your mind. Have you ever been so distracted where you thought of a scenario where you already formulated your clap back? (laughs) I'm talking about arguing arguing in your mind. Well, you say, you know what, next time I'm going to say this, and I should have said this, and if they do this, I'm going to do that. You already know your clap back, and so you wake up in the morning. How was your first emotion, clap back? How was your first emotion when you rise? Petty. (laughs) I'm talking about distracted. And listen, I stated it before, but it just bears repeating. A distraction is not when you can't focus. Please hear me on tonight. A distraction is not when you can't focus, but rather it's a mismanagement of your focus. So you're focused, but you're just focused on the wrong thing. You know why a lot of us have so much worry? Because you're focused on the wrong thing. You know why your anxiety is so high? Because you're focused, but you're focused on the wrong thing. You know why you're so stressed out? Because you're focused, but you just focused on the wrong thing. You know why your spouse gets on your nerves? Because you're focused, but you just focus on the wrong thing. You know why your singleness has you so weary? Because you're focused, but you just focus on the wrong thing. You know why you have so much anxiety and so much depression and so much oppression? It's because you're focused but you just focus on the wrong thing and i came here on tonight likened unto a videographer and a photography professor i want to help you refocus your lens yeah. i want to help you refocus your lens i'm just a man who firmly believes that i was in my prayer closet and god said i need you to give this word you might be done with try me but you try me sir i have another word for your life and i want you to shed this to your people and tell them to my people because they're distracted And I need you to refocus. I need you to focus on where you're going versus on who's not going with you. Did you hear what I just said? Focus on where you're going versus focusing on who's not going with you. Because we already stated in this series, anytime you follow Jesus, it is always followed by a breakup anytime you're following the lord it is always followed by a departure it is always followed by something getting laid off it is always followed by something that cannot go with you god says i want you to be holy as i am holy and holy means to be separate and anytime god calls you there's going to come with separation yeah I i need you to focus on where you're going Versus on who's not going with you. Refocus, 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 refocus. I need you to focus on competing with the yesterday version of you versus on competing with the highlight version of everybody else. Did y'all hear what I just said? I need you to focus on the yesterday version of you. Compete with that versus competing with the highlight reel of everybody else. You are your own competition. You are your own competition. The only person that you're competing with is the person that you were yesterday. My goal is to be better today than I was yesterday. The reason that God has cosmically created for you to have a customized fingerprint. Nobody else walk in the face of this earth. Over 7.7 billion people on planet earth and nobody else has your fingerprint because God wants wants you to know that you are going to leave an imprint in the earth. Before you die, I want you to leave an imprint on your family before you die i want you to leave an imprint in the generation before you die i want you to leave an imprint in your community that's why i created for you to be unique no competition your only competition is your yesterday i need you to focus refocus 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 focus on today which prepares you for tomorrow versus focusing on yesterday which causes for you to miss today. Did y'all hear what I just said? Focus on today, which prepares you for tomorrow, versus focusing on yesterday, which causes for you to miss today. The day you hear my voice, Harden not your heart. Whatever God is telling you to do, do it today. Tomorrow, tomorrow, tomorrow. Tomorrow is the enemy of your consistency. And discipline is the diet of the next level. Stop saying tomorrow. You want to start the diet? Do it today. The workout regimen? Do it today. The budget plan? Do it today. The book? Start writing today. The apology? Give it today. 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 You're not promised tomorrow. I want you to focus on today, which prepares you for tomorrow. I came here on a night to preach, and I hope y'all are ready. Refocus, 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 refocus. One of the advantages I believe that I have as a PK, that stands for pastor's kid, is I had a lot of opportunities to see a variety of people, outcomes, and scenarios. (laughs) I feel like I had the best seat because I had a chance to see And perform case scenarios and case studies on individuals where I could see how the outcome would happen if they don't listen. I've I've seen betrayal at the highest level with spiritual leaders and quote-unquote spiritual fathers taking advantage and hurting my parents and hurting the church and trying to destroy us, but they failed. (laughs) They failed. I don't know who this is for, but whenever somebody attacks God's beloved, they are just picking a fight that's going to lead to their demise. I need to say that again for somebody who has a clap back prepared. I need to say that again for somebody who has trigger fingers. I need to say that again for somebody who wants to prove something to somebody. Whenever somebody touches God's beloved, they're just picking a fight that's going to lead to their demise. Do you have Bible to corroborate your claim? Yes, I do. I'm glad you asked. Miriam. Miriam was bad-mouthing Moses. She had a lot to say behind his back. Moses didn't hear what she said, but God heard what she said. <laughs> and she got leprosy. And the same person that she was talking bad about is the same person that God used to pray the leprosy off of her. See, so you want to be careful with whose mouth, well, who you're putting your mouth on. Because the same person that you're talking about could be the person that God's going to use to get you out. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to give you more Bible. Joseph's brothers had a problem with him. They couldn't stand it. He was favored. We talk about that in this tribe Me series. They threw him in a pit, and it just so happened that years later that the same person that they sold into slavery is the same person that they need to sell grains to them because don't judge me by the season you walked in on. Right now, I might look like injury, but in the next season, I'm going to look like luxury. Listen, listen, if you don't understand, this is how God operates, Whenever God is about to next level you, he drops next level in front of you. Woo! Whenever God is about to next level you, he drops next level in front of you. Not for the purpose for you to get jealous and take offense, but for you to take notes. <laughs> but if you're not secure, you can end up doing your own favor in the pit. Give you more Bible. The same person who snitched, I'm talking about the people who snitched on Daniel that got him thrown in the lion's den. Those were the same individuals that got thrown in the lion's den themselves. Whenever you try to attack God's beloved, you will always be picking a fight that could lead to your demise. And this is why I believe the word of God says, touch not thy anointed. (laughs) They tried it, but they failed. Can I get somebody to drop the comment? They failed. They failed. They tried it, but they failed. Growing up as a PK, I I saw all of this. This is why honor and loyalty is so big to me. See, when you find a true friend, when you find a true oil carrier... When you find true spiritual leaders, I'm talking about people who edify your soul. That every time you hear the message, every time you need for them to give you word, every time you need for them to be there, they are constantly there helping you break out of the cocoon so you can have the wings that God had predestined for you to have. Those type of individuals you honor. When you ever have a true brother and a true sister, those are the one you reverence because it's one thing to have friends and leadership who embarrasses you. It's another thing to have friends and leadership that empowers you and 2020 is exposing hearts <laughs> it's exposing undercover racists it's exposing the places that you went to may not have been spiritual houses that was just businessmen or business women behind the pulpit and they just care about titles but they don't want to get in the trenches They love crowds, but they don't love people. We would send out engagements for people to come to speak at this conference. And literally, I'm putting it on blast. There were some people, if there are not 5,000 people there, I'm not coming. If there are not 10,000 people there, I'm not coming. If there are not 20,000 people, I'm not coming. Somewhere and somehow, we lost what the church is supposed to look like. We may not ever go back to normal. And what we thought was normal, kingdom was saying, that's not normal. You can't give a word unless there's five, 6,000 people, and now you're in this COVID atmosphere, and you're recognizing the very place that I used to go to, they didn't give me substance. They just gave me hype. <laughs> they just gave me hype. What do I do when I experience loss? What do I do when I experience tragedy? I had a chance to see all of this. I had a chance to see couples go into premarital counseling and get told, that this may not be the best plan for you. See, this is why I always tell people, before you set a date, get premarital counseling. That date stuff messes you up. Because you set a date, you send out invitations, and you telling people about it, and in premarital counseling, you could discover this is not it. But due to you not wanting to get embarrassed, All right. Due to you caring more about what people think than about what's healthy for your soul, you'll marry the person anyway. And I'm telling you, standing here right now, every single couple that our premarital advisors and my parents said, don't get married. This is not it. You might need to wait. Give us some time. They're divorced to this day. <laughs> I've had a chance to witness people come to church and they only view God as a relief. See, the dangerous thing about viewing God as a relief is once you get relieved, you leave. Yeah, because I didn't want him for his heart. I wanted him for his hand. Bad breakup, first row. Layoff, first row. Something tragic happened, they had all night prayer. Let life get a little bit better. Second row, a little better than better. Third row, don't get a raise, you out the church. (laughs) Because you only came to God for his hand, but not his heart. And I believe God is saying, I'm tired of Tylenol Christians. The Christians that keep on popping Tylenol to try to suppress the symptoms. And if you allow me to do open brain surgery, I can remove the tumor of trauma. I can remove the tumor of bitterness. If you let me treat the tumor, I don't want to just treat your symptoms. I want to treat your life. I am going to treat your life. It's similar to the man that came to Jesus that was blind. And Jesus kind of partially heals him. He says, what do you see? He says, I see people that look like trees walking around. I don't really know why, but why would Jesus cause this man to be better but not restored? And could it be Jesus sometimes wants to see, are you content with being blurry when you used to be blind? And a lot of us, you're content with being blurry because as soon as your life gets better, you lay down the Bible. The prayer closet gets dusty. I don't know why I'd coming for your life like this. I'm just being obedient on the night. God is saying, I want to treat your soul. I don't want to just fix the symptoms. I want to fix your life. Jesus and his disciples are on their way to the village. They're on the way to the village. And if you begin to study this with more intensity and exegete the passage, you'll discover that the geographical location of this place is in Bethany which is approximately probably two miles away from Jerusalem, which is also in close proximity to one of Jesus' favorite locations, the Mount of Olives. That's like the Mount of Olives is Jesus' war room. That's his prayer closet. That's where he goes to really spend time with the Father, which is showing me a pattern. If you want to develop a healthy prayer life, pick the same place and keep going there. The Mount of Olives was Jesus' place. All of that information and all of that entail is just to let us know that Jesus made several visitations to the house of Martha and Mary and Lazarus, their brother. So, as usual, Martha opens the doors of her home. She's excited that Jesus is there. And now she starts to make all these preparations. She's trying to get the broiled fish ready, and she has all the unleavened bread, and she's making sure there's no yeast in it because, you know, Jesus don't do that. And, you know, girl, Jesus like that grilled lamb. So she's making all the grilled lamb. She has all the potpourri together. She's sweeping. She's vacuum cleaning for Jesus. She has all the dust out of the way for Jesus. She's making sure the carpet is together for Jesus. The rug is together for Jesus. Make sure the utensils are in place for Jesus. Use the fine china for Jesus. But there's one problem. She's not spending time with Jesus. Doing a lot, but she's not spending time with Jesus. It's so funny. Isn't it so funny how we could immediately fall into the trap of confusing activity with productivity? Isn't it so ironic that we could confuse activity? with intimacy she's she's doing a whole lot for Jesus and Jesus is in her house and he's not just in her house y'all he's speaking (laughs) gee we talking about the I am that I am the bright and morning star the alpha and the omega the same one who spoke the world into existence is speaking The same one who told a dead girl to lay a takumi, which means little girl, I tell you, arise, and she gets up and the whole house is blown away. He, that God man, he's speaking. The same one who, in the middle of a storm, speaks to hurricane force winds and says, be quiet. Peace, be still, is speaking. And this is so monumental that the disciples are left dumbfounded and flabbergasted. And they begin to speak amongst themselves and say, what matter of man is this? That even the winds and the waves obey him. That man is speaking. And instead of Martha being at the feet of Jesus with eager expectation what the master has to say, she's distracted with all of the preparations distracted have you ever been there just super distracted see the 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 word distracted in the greek comes from this word perispato perispato which means to be pulled to be dragged in several directions to take one's appetite elsewhere wow distracted to be pulled Dragged in several directions to take one's appetite elsewhere. Is there anybody else transparent enough besides myself to say, I see me in this passage? I've been distracted, pulled, dragged and worrying about what are we going to do about my finances? And then dragged over, what about COVID? What are we going to do about this? And then dragged over, God, I got layoff. I got laid off. What are we going to do about this? Then dragged over about my marriage isn't together, God. What are we going to do? Then dragged over, God, when am I going to get married? What are we going to do? Then dragged over, God, help me with my troubled teenager. What are we going to do? Then dragged over to your mama getting sick. And then dragged over to your daddy getting sick. And then dragged over when the church is going to open up. Just constantly back and forth. Have you ever been there? So distracted to where your appetite is elsewhere. See, I used to think as a PK that the number one strategy of the enemy was to take people out of church. Yep. I said, you know what? That's the tactic of the enemy. He wants to take them out of church where they could be an easy sniper target because it's easy for you to hit when you're alone. I used to always think that that was the strategy of the enemy. Take them out of church. Until I began to watch and learn and understand the devil is sneaky. He's crafty. He's smart, but he's stupid. See, I've learned the devil's like, look, I don't have to take them out of church as long as I could take their appetite. As long as I could take their appetite, because if I take their appetite, they'll be at the king's table, but they won't eat. Because I have their appetite. Or oh, what's worse, they won't eat at the king's table because they've been too busy eating for everybody else's table. <laughs> they've been too busy at the porn table, at the club table. Y'all don't want to talk on it tonight. It's like Thanksgiving time. You know, there's certain people who cook and prepare a meal for everybody, and then there's other people, they don't cook at all because they're going to go to mama house. They're going to go to grandma house. They're going to go to Ray Ray house. They're going to go to their friend's house. They're going to go to everybody else's table, but at that table, they ain't got nothing because they're full from eating from everybody else's table. I recognize the enemy's like, look. I don't have to take them out of church as long as I could take their appetite. I don't have to take them out of community as long as I could take their appetite. I don't care about open doors. You're talking about God open doors. I don't care about you walking through new seasons. I want you to keep that old appetite because I know if you walk into new seasons, but you have an old appetite, that old appetite is eventually going to take you back to old places. (laughs) that old appetite is going to cause you to entertain old friends and old thought patterns and old addictions you can keep moving forward as long as I have their appetite and as long as a man doesn't know who he is he will always begin to drool over the meals of his environment because he doesn't know who he is before this whole COVID thing spiked off I was telling people about Lion King, right? They did a remake. They totally messed it up. But they did a remake of this movie, Lion King. (laughs) This is my personal opinion. And uh, there's this dude in Lion King called Simba, right? And he's singing this song. Oh, I just can't wait to be king. No one's saying do this. No one's saying stop that. Somebody going to make the comment. Why are you always saying some song every week? (laughs) He kept singing this song. I can't wait to be king. But when it was time for him to be king, he didn't have the character of a king. You know why? Because he befriended a meerkat and a warthog that goes by the name of Timon and Pumbaa. Now, when Timon first saw him, he was terrified because he recognized he's a lion. But then he was like, oh, snap. Maybe if we could make him our friend. Because some people like to bound you better. Some people like to confuse you better. Some people like to broke you better. You know why they keep saying, man, you changed? It's because the more you evolve, the more that you separate what they shared in common with you. <laughs> the more that you grow, the more that you remove the dysfunction that made y'all friends in the first place. So now, since he befriended this mere cat and this warhog, they begin to reduce him to eat on their level. So a lion is supposed to eat meerkats and warthogs, but since Simba didn't know who he was, he began to eat like maggots and snails and worms and then start talking about Akuna Matata because when you don't know who you are, you'll pick up the language of your friends. Nala comes along. She comes along. Now, she's about to eat Pumbaa because he looks like some good hickory bacon. But then she runs into Simba, and Simba is fighting over the thing that she's trying to eat. Isn't it crazy how we fight hanging on to what keeps us lost? Every now and again, it takes for you to encounter Anila to remind you, ever since you've been out of position, we have no food in the pride lands. Ever since you've been out of position, man of God, the homes are suffering. Ever since you've been out of position, the community's suffering. Ever since you've been out of position, the jail cells are filling up. Ever since you've been out of position, the church is suffering. Ever since you've been out of position, the nation is suffering. Take your rightful place, man of God. Get back and father your children. Get back and love your wife. Kingdom men control their genitals. They have zipper control. I need you to run into your Nyla because she reminds you that you're a king and I'm not just talking about a woman I'm talking about a person who shows you a mirror of who do you remember who you're called to be do you remember who you're called to be distracted 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 and if the enemy can distract you and take your appetite if he could distract you and have you do a lot for Jesus but not spend time with Jesus this is why we have a lot of sermons that there's no oil on it Why? Because we have preachers who are preaching stuff on Pinterest, Instagram, and Google, but they don't hear from heaven. They traffic in plagiarism because I'm trying to figure out something to say. But if you stay close to God, he will give you a word to say. When you don't hear right, you can't speak right. So she rose up to Jesus and she's like, Lord, don't you care? Don't you care? about all the preparations I got to do. Tell my sister to help me. What's wrong with you, Jesus? Don't you care? Don't you see my marriage? Don't you care? Don't you see our nation and the racial wars that are going on? Don't you care? Don't you care that I got laid off due to COVID? Don't you care? Don't you care about what's going on? Where's the vaccine? Don't you care? Don't you care about the homeless? Don't you care about people who are experiencing injustice? Don't you care? Don't you see this? I believe Jesus looked at her in the eyes and said, Yeah, I care. That's why I'm here. And I do see it, but you're so distracted that you don't see me. God, you're you're so distracted that you don't see me. Now look at this. Martha is not doing anything wrong. She's not doing anything wrong. She's just doing the custom of the day. That's what Jewish women did in that time. If the rabbi's there, the rabbi's speaking. We're in the kitchen preparing food for the rabbi. We're making all the preparations. She had a problem with Mary because Mary was out of line. You're not supposed to be at the rabbi's feet. You're supposed to be preparing the rabbi's meat and the rabbi's food and the rabbi's unleavened bread. You're not supposed to be doing this. You're not even supposed to be out here. You're breaking custom. You're breaking tradition. This is where the men are. We're supposed to be back here. You're going against the rules. You're breaking the system. You're breaking religion. And I just happened to notice they're just seems to be this method in scripture with those who aren't afraid to break the rules those who aren't afraid to be radical there's just this marriage there's this covenant with miracles and radicals that there's this marriage I see I see it in the text with this dude blind Bartimaeus he hears Jesus coming by and he hollers out Jesus son of David have mercy on me And the people said, be quiet, we don't do that at this church. Be quiet, we don't shout like that at this church. No, be quiet, we we don't do that at this church. Be quiet, that's out of order at this church. Be quiet, we don't do that. We don't do that. And he shouted louder, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Then Jesus stood still. This messed me up. Are y'all seeing this in the text? Look at this. Look at verse 40. Jesus stood still. Okay, hold up. He hollers, Jesus, son of David. Have mercy on me. They tell him to be quiet. He hollers louder. Jesus stands still. (laughs) He hollers, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. They say, be quiet. He hollers louder. Jesus stands still. Oh, it makes me get to the point. Never allow somebody who doesn't have your need to silence your praise. They don't have what you need. They don't understand it. And what if I told you that your miracle is tied to who you don't listen to? Who you don't listen to? If he would have listened to those people who said, be quiet, I don't know if Jesus would have stopped. But I saw the fact that he broke the rules, that he went against what everybody else said that caused Jesus to stop and stand still. I believe sometimes Jesus wants to know how bad do you want it? And I can't speak for anybody else, but I'm cool with breaking the rules. I don't have to follow the religious ways that you think it needs to be. I don't have to preach the way that you think I should preach. Y'all excuse me. There should just be a nevertheless. I'm going to do it anyway. You don't have to like me. I'm going to do it anyway. I don't have to have your acceptance. I'm going to do it anyway. I may not preach like you used to, but this is how I preach, and I'm going to do it anyway. The nevertheless posture positions you for an abundant catch. Martha, Martha, you are worried about many things. Jesus in that moment is just screening this woman. It's not even about Mary, Martha. It's not even about Mary. You're just worried, period. Are y'all seeing this in the text? You're just worried, period. You're just kind of like stressed, period. There's things that are bothering you, period. Martha, Martha, you are worried about many things, But only one thing is needed, and that will not be taken away from Mary. So I understand that you're caught up with serving. But I don't want you to confuse doing a lot for me with spending time with me. Because there's a lot of people that do a lot for Jesus, but they don't know him. They don't know him. Number one, how do we get distracted? We get distracted by voices. Can I get somebody to say voices? We get distracted by voices because voices give birth to thoughts. You weren't thinking like that until that voice was in your ear. You weren't questioning yourself like that until that voice got in your ear. Listen, if one of the massive advantages for the Christian is being able to hear God's voice, then one of the warfare strategies of hell is going to be to flood your life with voices so that you can't discern which one is speaking. See, this is why you have to have wisdom. And what is wisdom? Wisdom is the ability to apply understanding. God, that's good. Wisdom is the ability to apply understanding, not just to understand. When you understand something, like if you understand a principle, this means you get under that principle and stand under it. I understand this principle. A lot of us have understanding. We talked about Solomon last time we were together. Solomon had a lot of wisdom. But he didn't apply his understanding. And the reason a lot of us aren't seeing the results and the fruit is because we understand a lot of things, but we don't apply it. And if you don't, under, if you don't apply what you understand, you'll never see the fruit from it. Distracted by voices. Josh, come here for a second. I want you guys to see this. Distracted by voices. So the enemy's going to flood your life because he wants to make sure... That yes, God is speaking, but uh, you can't hear what God is saying. So I want you to put these on real quick. I sprayed them a light saw. I don't have COVID. (laughs) So I'm gonna play this song for Josh, Um, just for you guys can kind of get this. All right. So he's vibing out, right? So this, this, this is what it looks like, and this is what's problematic. You're in a relational context, right? And God is saying, all right, Josh, I need you to break up. I need you to end this relationship. This is not my will. This is toxic. And he's over there just doing this. (laughs) Why? Because there's voices in his life. And God could be loud. This is not my will. Red flag, white flag, yellow flag. I don't care what flag. I'm trying to get you to see that this is not me. But the reason you can't hear God, the reason you can't hear his voice, the reason you can't hear his red flags, the reason you can't hear his warnings, the reason you can't hear his con- cautionings, the reason you can't hear his unctions, the reason you can't hear his direction is because you're distracted by voices. Now, let's check this out. All right, bro, what I say? <laughs> no Why don't you don't know what I said? I couldn't hear you over the earphones. Now look at this. He's in church. God is speaking. The word is speaking, but he cannot hear what I'm saying because he's distracted due to what he's listening to. Appreciate you, bro. Distracted. Distracted. I'm talking about so distracted to where God is trying to get your attention nonstop, and God is talking to you nonstop, but you can't hear it. Because your mama is in your ear. <laughs> your boo is in your ear. Yeah. Your, your, your bay is in your ear. You have all these people in your ear. So the reason you can't hear is because you're distracted by voices. Number two, the reason we're distracted is by storms. Jesus told us in this life you will have trouble. We're all gonna go through storms. But the reason a lot of us, the reason a lot of us are so distracted is because of the storms we go through. Now, if I just be honest, listen, I'm cool with going through storms as long as I'm not going through a storm that's yours and not mine. <laughs> I don't have to get away from a storm that is not mine, all right? And I believe there are three types of storms. There are storms we create, there are storms we could silence. And there's storms that water us. God, this is so good. There's storms that we create. There's storms that we can silence. And there's storms that water us. One more time. Storms we create. Storms we can silence. And storms that water us. Storms we create are the storms that we get into due to our rebellion or due to us having a wisdom deficiency. This thunder is due to your Rebellion. This thunder is due to you trying to accept God's way, but then I'm going to still kind of do my way. This storm is due to you being kind of hot sometimes, but then kind of cold sometimes. This storm is due to you like, uh, sometimes I'm in the flesh, but you know, God ain't doing me yet. This storm, <laughs> I feel like I'm covering cover somebody's life. You know, that's how storms happen, right? See, a lot of us don't even understand we're our own self-spawning storm chasers. Because when hot air mass and cold air mass mix, it creates storms. And you cannot complain about a season that you behaved your way into. Storms we create. Now, storms we can silence are kind of tied to this storms we can silence are the other storms in your life the only reason this thunder is roaring because you haven't said okay enough with sleeping with you and I'm not married to you okay enough with seeking alcoholism to try to like drown myself in some way of escaping from my pain enough for doing that and until you get to the place where you're like enough is enough the thunder's going to keep roaring the wind's going to keep blowing but as soon as you say enough the storm is silenced Storms you can silence. Now look, storms that water us are interesting because they only benefit the planted. This is so good. Storms that water us only benefit the planted. I can't wait to this new series. What have you stuck with for 90 days? How many books have you read this year? Can you finish a book without cutting it? How in the world you can finish a whole Netflix series? You finish All-American. You finish Game of Thrones. You finish 13 Reasons Why. I'm trying to hit all your favorite shows. You finish every season, but you can't finish a Bible reading plan. You can't finish a diet. You can't finish a workout regiment. <laughs> You can't stick with it. The only way you benefit from this storm is you got to get planted. Please understand this. If your life is only filled with sunshine, you'll be a desert, a dry place, no fruit. But when you experience a storm, when you are planted in faith, when you are planted in community, that's not really a storm. It's watering. <laughs> Point number two, we're distracted by the dirty side. Can I get somebody to say the dirty? The dirty, the dirty, dirty. (laughs) We're distracted by the dirty side. There's a dirty side to every blessing. There's a dirty side to every miracle. Throughout this series, I kept on reiterating. There's Jesus, there's Herod. There's Moses, there's Pharaoh. There's always a dirty side to it. But what if I told you that another dirty side that a lot of us don't consider is a Judas See, I I wouldn't be able to preach this if I didn't go through something in 2015. What if I told you that in your life, you will experience a Judas? If the image of God, if if one of the desires of God is to create us to be and conform us to be like the image of Jesus in the earth, if we're going to be like Jesus, we're going to experience stuff like Jesus. What if I told you that out of all of the disciples, one of the most important disciples was Judas? Yeah, Judas, because without Judas, Judas was instrumental in betraying Jesus, which got Jesus to the cross, which got Jesus flogged. We had Jesus hanging in agony for three plus hours, which got Jesus in the grave, which caused for Jesus to be resurrected, which caused for Jesus to be the world's savior, which gave us the opportunity for salvation. So now we're justified, which means just if I didn't sin, and now we have redemption, and now we have wholeness, and now we have access granted to the father. All of that would have been reversed if Judas wasn't there. So what if I told you anytime a Judas shows up, it's because something in you has to die? Something in you. I see why you told me to do this, Holy Spirit. Something in you has to get to the cross. It could be your arrogance. It could be your pride. It could be your abandonment. It could be your rejection issues. Whatever it is, anytime a Judas shows up, something in you, something in me has to die and that's the dirty side the bigger the blessing more the haters (laughs) the bigger the platform more criticism the more god blesses you more people judge you can you handle the dirty side and a lot of us are so distracted by the dirty side that we don't even see you're blessed (laughs) that dirty you're so distracted by what they're saying in the comment section that you don't even recognize they're not paying your bills See, some people saying all this stuff, I'm like, you ain't paying my mortgage, you're not paying my car note, you're not paying my life insurance, you're not paying for any of this stuff. What can your comments do to me? When you get to the place and you recognize that the enemy always tries to get us to focus on the dirty side so we have a lips that are filled with complaining versus lips that are filled with gratitude, I want you to focus on the dirty side. And last point, please, I want you to get this. Martha was distracted, but Mary was devoted. Martha was doing all this stuff for Jesus because I want to be right. I want the Lord pleased. I want God to see like how much I care for Him. I want to add the perfect seasoning to His grilled lamb because you know He's a Jew. <laughs> I want to please the Lord. So I'm constantly trying to perform, and I'm constantly trying to perform, and I'm constantly trying to perform. But the crazy thing about this life is you deserve an F, but God keeps giving you an A+. It's mind-boggling. Ever since we were children, if you do something bad, you get a car change. If you don't follow the right instructions, you get punished. You don't get recessed. But in God, it's like, I took care of that on the cross. And you're trying to perform. I don't want you to perform. You know what I want? I want you at my feet. I want you at my feet. I want you to worship again. I want you to seek my face again. I want you to fall in love with me again. I want you to get lost with the time. Don't worry about you've been praying for 20 minutes or praying for 15 minutes. I don't want you to worry about what page you're on. I want you to get so lost in the word. You came here saying that you're going to read three chapters, but you end up reading 15. I want you to get lost in my presence. I don't want you to have. I want to, I have to heart. I want you to have a want to heart. I want you to get lost in me. I want it to be like that first time you fell in love and you're so caught up with me and you're running home and reading your Bible and you're getting commentaries and you're worshiping and all you're doing is thinking about me because you're so thankful I forgave you of your sin and you're so thankful that I'm not judging you by your past and I have a wonderful plan and I have wonderful passion. What happened to that place? What happened to the place when I was your everything and you didn't want to make decisions without me? I want to hit that honeymoon phase again. When I was your bay and all you concerned, all you were concerned about was me. But somewhere during 2020 or somewhere in your life and somewhere due to what CNN is saying and somewhere due to all the COVID spike and somewhere due to you getting laid off and somewhere doing all the distractions, You have forgotten. One thing is needed and Mary has chosen it It's being at my feet. So God we repent oh Lord we repent oh God for being so distracted with Instagram and Facebook and what the news is saying and all of the things of this life God that really don't matter help us to form hearts like Mary. She didn't care that she was breaking tradition. She didn't care about the preparations. All she wanted was to be at your feet, to hear what thus saith the Lord. Help us to get back to that place where we worship you not because we want things, where we fast not because we want a bigger house, a bigger car, but we're doing it, God, because we just want our hearts to beat after you. Forgive us, God, for treating you like Santa Claus, giving you our wish list, and hoping that you give it to us. Forgive us for trying to perform for your love. We are been loved by you. We pray, God, that you give us hearts that recognize the best place for us to be in is at your feet. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.